Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. First Peter chapter 3 from verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be subject to your own husbands, husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation, coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that, that outward adorning of plating the hair and wearing of gold or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in, 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 in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old times, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers, your prayers be not hindered. Hallelujah. Well, so you can tell that in what we just read, it says that likewise, ye wives, why you don't start a conversation with likewise. That means it's a continuation of something that has already been started. So likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. Likewise, another way of putting it is in like manner, in like manner, likewise, in like manner. So in, in what manner? What, what, what is the analogy or what is the comparison here? What is it being compared to or what is, is, uh, is this statement directly related to? Because likewise means that it's a relative statement. It's related to something that has already been said. That takes us back to chapter 2 from verse 13 where the Bible talks about how um, um, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. So he said, submit yourself. Talking to the Christian, he said, every Christian must submit themselves to every ordinance of, the, uh, of man for the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake. That is fundamental and that is so important. So our submission must be for the Lord's sake. Now, we live in a generation where the word submission comes across like a theological swear word or religious swear word. The submission is very much frowned upon, especially the one that appears in chapter 3, which we are going to tackle. So it says that submit yourself to every ordinance. Then in the verse 18, verse 18, it tells servants, be subject, the same thing, submit. Be subject to your own, uh, sorry, to your masters with all fear. So be subject to your masters. Said all of you submit yourself to the uh, government or ordinance of men. Servants, then he goes specifies or specifically with categorizes um, the, this instruction. It belongs to this category of people. So he said, servants, um, submit yourself to your masters. Then, so would you, can you imagine that from verse 18 all down to the verse 25, is really talking about how the servants who submit themselves to their masters or the employer to the employee and the boss Boss subordinate relationship is tackled here. Then, so submit to government, submit to boss or your employers or boss, those days servants. Then it goes on. Then he said, likewise. So in the same way servants are submitting, in the same way everybody is submitting to authority, government, government 
or human ordinance. The same way that likewise, in the same manner, like that, in the same way, likewise, ye wives, he didn't even say wives, he said you wives. So he directs it straight to the wife, he said you wives. So this is not to all women, but this is clearly, categorically to wives. It's interesting how people would want to be um, wives, but not the role of a wife. They don't want to, they don't want the role of a wife, but they want to be wife. Now, what we are treating is very interesting. This is what makes um, expository teaching quite interesting because if I am exposing or expositing, uh, if I am expositing the um, um, the the book of Peter, then I can't leave something out. This must be tackled. And this, this, this in our generation, this statement have been frowned upon, have been used by Bible haters and feminist organizations to attack the Bible, that the Bible is misogynistic because it was written by men, uh, misogynists who hate women and it subjugates women. There's nothing that empowers women more than the, the uh, scriptures. The scriptures never subjugates women. The scriptures empowers women. It's a blessed that thou amongst women. Can you imagine? So God comes to a young lady. The angel can say, blessed are you amongst women. Because when, right when Adam fell, God said the seed of the woman, not the seed of the man. So God has always been interested in both genders because both genders represent him in a way. One gender cannot fully represent God. So it says that God created man in his own image. Male and female created he them in his own image. So he created a them in his image. So he has an image of a them. One of them cannot fully typify or reflect uh, uh, in, a, in, in a holistic way the image of God. So it takes both male and female to have the image of God in man. It's very important. It's very important. That, that's why it, it, it takes male and Mary said, how can this be since I know no man? Because to, to produce another human being, the female needs a man or the man needs a female. Uh, so a, a male or the male needs a female. It's just like that in life. That's the order of nature. It's, and it's quite common sense. So he says that, uh, uh, likewise, ye wives be, watch this, be in subjection. That's where the problem is. Come on. See, this, 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 is, this is, so people who don't understand what the scripture says, people who don't understand or who are not interested in what the scriptures have got to say, hijack this and use it to say, this is what people are using to subjugate and to, uh, to uh, perpetrate domestic violence and to abuse women and to, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, and to devalue their spouses. Okay, so people, people, they say, no, you see, you, you can't say, what do you mean by women should submit to a man? The Bible never said women should submit to a man, excuse me. The Bible never, there's nowhere in the Bible you see uh, instruction given to women to submit to men. No, it said wife. In the context of the relationship where there are two, male and female, in the context of the relationship, he has given because one both cannot always make decisions. Even if both are deciding, definitely it comes to a time where one must take sole responsibility for decisions. And any, any creature with two heads is phony, is, 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 uh, is a monster. <laughs> so it, the submission comes in, Watch this. When you are Christian, you are supposed to submit to one another anyway. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another anyway. And we saw in First Peter 7, submit to your boss, uh, your, your masters. Then we saw uh, submit to ordinances, human ordinances. So submission, watch this, watch, watch this. I taught in the previous teachings about the uh, two teachings ago when in the verse 50 of chapter 2 that our freedom in Christ is, you see, when the world talks about freedom, the world, the world is talking about rights and demands. But when in Christ, our freedom is the freedom free to submit. 
And submission is a is a fun, is a just a basic basic norm in Christianity. You, you, submission is a regular part of Christian life. It's just a regular part of Christian life. You can't be a Christian without submission. It, it doesn't. It it does not exist anywhere. Being a Christian without submission, no. There's nothing like an independent Christian. Being a Christian means that you willingly submit yourself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we are happy. We are glad to be subjects of Jesus Christ. It says that we, we have been set free from sin to be servants of Christ. Servants of God. I think Romans chapter, chapter 6, somewhere there. So we have been set free to, to serve to be servants of Christ. And I am happy to be a servant of Christ. Now watch this. Because I submit to Christ, anything Christ asks me to submit to, I submit to it. So that makes submission a regular Christian behavior. It's just regular. It's just regular, uh, regular uh, part of Christian life. Submission is very liberating. Actually, I don't know about a lot of people, but I like being in subjection. I like submitting. It's, it's, it's liberating. Uh, someone, you submit and they are responsible in a decision-making and something. I like, I like being under authority. I like it. You know, so su su submission is, is not very foreign. In fact, being a Christian means you are uh, in submission to Christ, the ultimate. So that if you are you, are, uh, you submit to Christ, that means that you are submitting to, as I said earlier, every other thing God, Christ tells us. So we submit to authorities, local authorities. We submit to uh, human ordinances. We submit to um, our masters or our bosses. We submit in the context of the family life. Jesus himself went home with his parents and was subject to them. Luke chapter 2, he went home with them and was subject to them. He was subject. So it is necessary. In James, it says that, chapter 4, it says that, submit yourself to God, resist the devil. So submission is just a normal, a regular part of Christian life. And now if you are submitting to Christ, that means that, why is Christ for you to submit to? What his word says is what we obey. And he says that submitting one to another. So we submit to everybody. Every Christian. We, I, if you're a Christian, I am subject to you. I can't say I don't care. No one can tell me what I can do or what I can't do. I live my own life. No, I can't live my own life. I live my own life with accountability to you as a fellow Christian. And that is why every Christian is it's imperative and it behooves on every Christian to be part of a local church where you can, uh, you can submit and you can be overseen. They, they can oversee you there. A bishop will be there. When I say a bishop, I hope you understand from last week's teaching. So, someone is responsible for you and you are responsible for others. There is this koinonia, fellowship, interaction. It is necessary. It's so, so it's, um, it's necessary to understand that submission is nothing strange. Now, this particular text we are reading, let me read you, First Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, ye wives, be subject and be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they may, uh, they also may without the word be warned by the conversation of the, uh, of, of the wives. So as I said, people say this, this is encouraging abusive relationship. It takes men who use that to abuse women. And because of that, this whole thing's in the Bible, some of these things in the Bible, that doesn't make sense. Um, it, it will make sense. Nothing really will make sense much, much sense. If uh, there's a principle I taught, spiritualia, spiritualite examinatu. The things of God can only be understood by those, the one whose spirit is open to God in reverence. So it doesn't, it won't just make sense if I, Paul puts it this way, for the gospel we've preached is foolishness to those who are perishing. <laughs> it's foolishness to those who are perishing. First Corinthians chapter 1, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So it's foolishness to those who are perishing. So now I want to establish a certain important fact here about how many people 
or even many Christians or church leaders try to, instead of teaching what the Bible is saying, try to, you know, dither around it and not to, oh, it's no, no, when the Bible says submission, it's all it's saying is respect. No, no, there's a difference between respect and submit. <laughs> there's a difference between, if, if you want to be a Christian wife, then submit. God has what to say to the men. But it's interesting, it would have been nice the way society is now framed or structured. It would have been nice to rather talk about the men first, man, man, then you say, and then oh, women too. No, but the Bible says, wives submit. Ye wives submit. You know, the, in the book of Proverbs 14 12, it says that there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. The way looks right in your own eyes. Oh, well, this is how I think is right for us. This will, but the end thereof is dead. Now watch this. In, Pro, in Psalm 127, verse 1, it said, Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen wake but it's in vain. Now, the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Uh, if God has built it, why do I build it again? Because except the Lord builds, they labor in vain that build it. Okay, so... He has built it. Now, why do we have to labor again if it's been built already? Because God has built it. Why do we build it? But why do we build it? If we are building, then we build. But if you say, except the Lord built, you are laboring in vain. But me, he has built. So why would I labor to build it again? He said, so it looks like, he said, let God build this first and then you build. What is that? There are, there are two different builds. First build is like the architectural plan. God has the platform. He has the design. You look at what God has designed and look at it to build. So you look at it as a model. You know, you remember model? You know, so he's a model. He's, he's tracing. You trace it. You trace it. So if God, if you are not, watch this. Say, except the Lord builds the house, they labor, they labor in vain. What does that mean? It's useless labor. You, all your efforts you are putting in eventually will not pay off. <laughs> in the grand scope of things, the grand scheme of things, it will not pay off. You have wasted your destiny because you, you built it in vain. What you, have, you didn't build according to the model. You didn't build according to the model. And if you don't build according to the model, you are wasting your time. Except the Lord builds. There is a way that seems right. It looks like this is okay. But I'm telling you, anything you are doing outside of the purpose of God, outside of the dictates of God, outside of the word of God, is in vain. Busily building a family life is in vain. Does that mean your family will be in shambles? No. No. But it will not carry the blessing of God that it is meant. Most of us are building our relationships in vain. You are building and building. Later on, you realize that you have wasted all your energy, wasted all much of your emotions. And look, look at where this thing has brought you. Because to get God's result, we have to use the pattern of God. Now, in the same way, instead of shying away from what the scripture is saying, let us take the scripture for what it's saying and live by the scriptures, Christians. So if you're a Christian wife, no, this is not, it's very interesting, he didn't say husbands get the wives to be in subjection. No, he didn't tell the husbands about the wives. He told the husbands about what they are supposed to do. And he comes, he comes to the wife. He tells the wife about what the wife is supposed to do. So it is wrong for a husband to come, try and say, okay, this is what the word is saying you should do. Try and use the word to manipulate the woman or the wife. No, that's wrong. That, that is using the word of God in an abusive way. It's not, unless, of, of, of course, we can exhort one another. This is what scripture says. But you are not using the scripture to make them submit. This, uh, this is what the scripture says. So you have to. No, 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 bro, bro. Don't, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't use the scripture. Quote it for yourself. Okay? You live your own. Don't try to change your spouse. Change yourself. Instead of trying to change your husband, oh, God, this is my wife. Change my wife. Change my husband. Stop that kind of prayers and change yourself. <laughs> so, like I was teaching the other day, yesterday, or I, don't, I think two days ago, so that uh, an effective prayer is the one that changes you. So, it says that, likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own 
own husbands. Be in subjection to your, not somebody's husband. It's very easy for a woman to just want, if subjection, want to submit to other men than their own man. Because when you live with a man, sometimes you see so much of his flaws and his weaknesses and his mistakes and potential imbecilities that sometimes you just, oh, you're saying, look at this man. That is why I like the way sometimes my wife addresses young ladies that be careful a man you are going to marry. Marry a man you can submit to. Marry a man whose wisdom you can take as a Christian woman. You marry a man you, who you think is a fool and you are marrying him. You are going to submit to a fool. That's lifetime punishment for you. So it's very important that we, we don't let our desperation be the guide or the, the lead. We should let the word be the lead in our vision. All right, so it says that likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. And when you read the scriptures very carefully, in fact, verse 5, verse 5 says that for after this manner in the old times, the holy, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, be in subjection to their own husbands. They are all, there's always, the Bible has not been silent about husbands and wife. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 24, it says that, um, it says that, wives submit yourselves unto your own husband. Let's get, guess what? And here it adds, as unto the Lord. It's like, do it, not looking at considering your husband, but considering God. As a Christian wife. So as you submit to your husband, just the same way we, we are supposed to submit to authorities, uh, civil authority. See, as you are submitting to your husband, you are doing it as unto the Lord. So you, it's God who is on your mind, not the man. Because if you focus on the man, man, you'll be discouraged. So you do it like you are, you, you, as a Christian wife, you do it as uh, and it tells them, the husband, love the wife as Christ. So Christ is your model. And you have to push yourself to any limits to do it. Because that's what it takes to be a husband. Not six pack. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not important because I don't have one. But <laughs> what, see, we have trivialized the important things and put emphasis on the trivial things. So now, look, look at this. So it says that... Um, Wives, submit. Wives, Christian sister. Is there potential, is there a reason why something is blocking your marriage? Maybe this, you are not obeying this part of the scripture because you've made up your mind. No, the way my father treated my mother, me, I will not submit to any, any man. That's why God has not brought any man for you to kill. <laughs> you want God to bring a man you will not treat based on his word. You won't go to, how? You are praying, but God knows you are not ready. You don't want to. I mean, they didn't say, wives, submit to your boyfriends. <laughs> he said, wives, submit. Ye wives, submit to your husbands. So until the person is your husband, you don't submit. You don't submit to a boyfriend. My pastor, maybe we are planning to marry. You can rehearse, but you don't submit. You submit to only a husband. That's what the scripture, when I say only a husband, I mean we submit to everyone, okay? We submit one to another. But in this context, the guy is not your husband. He can't be ordering you around, sister. <laughs> so he said, he said, wife, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. It's stay straight, black and white in the scriptures. So let the wives be subject to their husbands in everything. I mean, this is so black and white that every Christian must just live by the word of God. Uh, Total scriptura, everything the scripture is saying is not part, we take part and leave part. Sola scriptura, the scripture is the sole authority of what we obey and what we do. So it's so important. So we have to understand Colossians chapter, look, Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. Same. Wives, submit unto uh, su submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it, uh, as it is fit in the Lord. Submit yourself unto your own, own husbands. 
as it is fit in the Lord. In Titus chapter 2 verse 5, it says, To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own, it says, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of the Lord may not be blasphemed. Chaste, good, discreet, obedient to their own husband. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16 says that when God was, after they fell and God was declaring what was going to happen, he says something quite profound here. Genesis 3 16, he says that, Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Watch this. And thy desire shall be to thy husband and she shall rule over thee. That's very interesting. That's because of the fall. God said, because of the fall, you are going to your desire shall be your husband. Now, this desire is not, oh, I admire, I miss him, I want him. No. That desire here is the same uh, word in chapter 4. It talks about how uh, um, the Lord said to Cain, verse 7, it says that, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. That's talking about sin lies at your door. Cain, sin lies, and it is desiring you. In the same, that same Hebrew word is what they said, the woman would desire the husband, uh, the man. What does that mean? He, she, would, she would want to control this man. She would want to be a feminist. <laughs> she would want to control, be in sub, sub, uh, put the man or subjugate the man. It's, it's, in, it's in a fallen woman. And the man to, is in the fallen man to want to rule. To rule. That rule there means to dominate and control it. Control her. Control her and use her. It's in, that's true the fall. And so what you see, the contest, the contention between the genders uh, has a lot to do with the nature, the fallen nature. But God's word, which comes with the rescue program and the rescue plan, once we are in Christ, we are empowered to live above the natural human tendencies that end up hurting humanity. And so God told the, the, uh, the, them after they sinned that the woman will desire you, desire you, and the man will, will also rule over you. Your desire shall be for your man. All right, so when you look at the text, you can see over and over. Now look at the chapter one, verse 1 again. Ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey, oh, this is good. If any obey not the word, they may, without the word, be warned by the conversation of the wives. Without the word. In other words, this person is likely to be one, maybe a believer, but it's not serious, or a backsliding believer, or... An unbeliever, a Christian lady married to an unbeliever or married to a non-serious uh, Christian brother or married to a backsliding Christian brother, this, all these um, potentials are all around us. We see them always. So you might be married to an unbeliever or married to uh, a backsliding brother. Coronavirus lockdown has made him backslide. <laughs> a backsliding brother and it's a burden to you, sister. God said that it's not the preaching. Don't tune in. I'm, I'm playing it loud for him to hear. No, he said there is something you can do. And he says that uh, the, the wife's conversation can have an impact on the husband in such a glorious way and a, a beautiful way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 16, he said, For what knowest thou? O wife, what knowest thou, O wife, when thou shalt save thy husband? Do you know when you save your husband? So the wife can save the husband by your behavior, by your approach. And this is not by preaching. It's interesting. It's not preaching to the person to save him. But it says that by your, uh, uh, there will be converse, First Peter chapter 3 again. He said, they may without the word be warned by the conversation. Now, this conversation is manner of life. You remember in chapter 1 verse 15 talks about holy manner of life. In chapter 2 verse um, uh, 
uh, in chapter 2, verse 12, we talk about the excellent manner of life. In chapter 3, verse 16, it talks about the good manner of life. Here, he said, your manner of life, which is holy, which is excellent, which is good, is what to convert and it to save the man. Now watch this. So that is the premise on which is going to develop the uh, further what he's saying. The premise here is that while, while, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Now, chaste conversation, the Greek word translated chaste is similar to the Greek word translated. They share the same root word, holy. So they look at this, your excellent conduct, your holy conduct. The, the man, he lives with you. He can see your lifestyle. Your lifestyle becomes a statement to him that brings him to his knees to accept the lordship of Jesus Christ or be, uh, uh, bring glory to God. That's what he's saying. That ye wives, so watch, this is interesting. Thank you, Jesus. Your, your subjection, your, or another word is submission. Your submission to your husband is important. Plays a major role. Your submission to your, it can play a major role. He said, don't you know, First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 16, that your, your, you can save your husband? You can save your husband. Your submission is important, sister. Your submission. And here, he says that by your co conduct, your submission is a major... Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your submission is a major play, a major display, a major demonstration of your holy way of life. Your submission. Because watch, watch, let's look at the context again. Let's read it. He says that likewise, you wives, be in subjection. Subjection to your own husband. Why? That, that, if anyone obey not the, the, the word, they also may without the word, watch this, be won by the conversation of the, so your, your submission, your submission creates the platform for a certain godly behavior from in, a, in a wife. That can convict a man. Your submission. Your submission. And let's, let's take it further. No wonder Satan has to attack that mindset. So some people don't even want to touch it. Oh, you know, the Bible is saying just uh, it's respect. No, no, submit. Submit. There's a difference between respect and submit. You respect someone, it doesn't mean you submit, you submit to the person. Submitting is bringing yourself willingly under their authority, their leadership. Not abuse. No, 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 no. You see, the problem is that the things that the unbelievers and the Bible critics, what they use, what they stand on, the they said, you see, this is all to, uh, is, is, is endorsing and encouraging abusive relationship. How, how did you see that? In what way do you see endorsement of abusive relationship in this statement? It's just because people have made up their minds. That's how they will choose to see it. Anything that society frowns upon, like subjugation of women or other people, whether male or female, uh, like... Um, abusive relationship, Christianity frowns on it heavily. It frowns on it too, heavily. So the things you are saying that cannot be endorsed, it cannot be accepted, we are saying that it cannot be accepted. Bible even doesn't accept it. So what's your problem? Your problem is that you have ex overstretched your fears and to, to cover your unbelief in the scripture. So there are two things we are talking about. This Believing in the word of God as a word from God and using a negative social mood to, uh, or, frowning again, or frowning on a negative social mood and extending it to cover unbelief. There are two different things. So we believe God's word and at the same time, we also, do, we also condemn the very things that you are condemning, that they condemn, things like the... Abusive relationship, subjugation of spouse, or um, maltreatment of, uh, of uh, spouse, or devaluing your spouse. How oh, do we frown upon that? The, no, we. The Bible frowns upon it. So there's no problem here. The problem is that the callous heart said, your desire shall be the man. So the callous and the fallen heart does not want to do things in their own way. And, there, and I'm saying there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is there. So whilst they behold your chaste conversation, oh, this is so sweet. Your chaste conversation is all packaged in your submission. Whilst they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. 
whose adorning I think I will, oh, I thought I was going to verse 7, but I probably have to end here. Whose adorning, let it be that, let it be that outward adorning hmm, of, sorry, let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel. <laughs> some people say, see, so some people stand on this, that the woman is not supposed to plait her hair. It's not wear jewelry. But you left the last one. It's a putting on of apparel. What does that mean? Wearing clothes. So then if women are not supposed to, if from this text, you are saying based on this text, women are not supposed to wear earrings, or wear jewelry, and they shouldn't plait their hair, then why are you allowing them to wear clothes? <laughs> Because it's all the same thing. So definitely, it is not frowning on, or it is not speaking against plaiting of hair or looking good. In Proverbs chapter 31, verse, I think, 22, the Bible talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, the virtuous woman, she puts on purple. She dresses, she, I mean, she, she, she decorates herself well. So the Bible is not against nice appearance. The Bible is not against that, all right? So it says that the, what the Bible is, is talking about is the Greek word for adorning, okay, who's adorning, is cosmos. Cosmos. The Greek word is cosmos, and cosmos means adorning. It means ornaments, okay, to adorn. It's ornament. It means put in order. It, uh, cosmos means um, put in order. It means decorate. It means... Um, uh, arra uh, arrangement, it means harmonious arrangement, it means constitution, to constitute something, package something into some constitution, it means world. So your world is all about how your nails look like. Your world is all about how your lips look like. Your world is all about your hair. Your world, that's all there is to you, sister, sister. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the best beauty product. The beauty product for the fashionable woman. The true fashionable woman. The beauty, the beauty product is, the, there is a better beauty product in your spirit that is Christ in you. The, your beauty product should not be just the stuff you wear and all you uh, all we see about you. And it happens to both male and female. In fact, in the Ro Roman times, they, they used to plait their hair and put all kinds of rings and ex extreme, they go extreme. And a person's value has everything to do with what they are wearing, how they look. But the exterior, in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30, it said, beauty is vain. Beauty is vain. What would you do with beauty? You look so glamorous, but is that all there is to you? Is that all there is to you? Instead, sometimes you see a, a, a woman who looks so beautiful. You look at her and she begins to talk and you say, oh my goodness, she's, she's full of junk. <laughs> I'm not saying beautiful women, but when you, can you imagine you see a beautiful woman who lacks discretion, doesn't know how to carry herself, or she doesn't know how to even speak to people. She doesn't know how to treat people. She doesn't know how to uh, be nice or gentle or... She's cantankerous and she's full of hatred. This Bible, do you know Proverbs eleven twenty two? It says like, as what's this? As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman. A fair woman that is beautiful. Woman, which is without discretion. A woman without beautiful, but without discretion, without control. She's she's loose. She's beautiful woman. But where are you going to take her to? It's like gold ring in the snout of a pig. It will t go back to the mud. It's that what the Bible is trying to say is it's not worth being beautiful and empty and shallow. You lack discretion. You lack discretion. So here, the scripture is telling us that um, there is, it shouldn't be the adorning. All your world is, everything about your world is the way you look. The, the, the way you, have, you are decorated. That's all there is to you. Beyond your wig, there's nothing else. Beyond your false eyelashes, there's nothing. Beyond your 
nails. It's nice. I mean, we're not against it. But if that's, that's all there is to you, beyond your looks, there's no, nothing. You can't achieve anything. You can't do anything. Lazy, cantankerous, arrogant, obnoxious, contentious, um, disrespectful, self-centered, narcissistic, doesn't care about anybody, opens your mouth and what comes out, people say, oh no, I thought she's such a nice lady. And when she speaks, she, she's so crude and crass. <laughs> you know, so that when he says that, who's adorn, adorning, let it not be the outward. So in other words, the core of your packaging, the core of your packaging shouldn't be all we see. It shouldn't be what, because all we see, you know, beauty is very, it's fleeting. It's, it's just, it's going. Hollywood stars, later years, look at them wondering, is this the same person? Hollywood star, glamour models. Their beauty is vain. It's, it passes. So there must be an inner beauty. There definitely must be a certain beauty product that emanates from your spirit. And watch this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It says that whose adorning, whose cosmos, let it not be the, the outward cosmere of plaiting the hair. It doesn't mean plaiting the hair is no good. No, no, no. So let it not just be that. You, so that's all we see about you. That's all. What we see is all we get. All there is to you. Then let it not be the plaiting of hair or wearing of gold. That's jewelry or putting on of apparel. Nice, nice dress. Good. But let it, let the core of you not be that one. Let your core, your world, the 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 uh, the beauty, the harmonious arrangement of your you not be what is just it can be purchased, what is on the outside. But let watch this. It says that, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. People can can just notice it. When they start relating with you, you're so sweet to relate with. You are so amazing. You are such an amazing person. You are such a wonderful person. Any man who gets you in their life is just blessed. You can take a nobody because of your relationship with this man who is nobody. You can make a champion out of the man. That's the kind of woman we are talking about. That's the kind of, the, the kind of women our generation is hungry for. We need some women. We need some women in certain communities who rise up and raise great men. And not only their sons, but even any man who comes into their life, they make something out of you. And uh, a Christian woman must be a woman who knows how to submit and make a man of God out of a man. That's interesting. And the Bible says that it's beautiful. Who's but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible. Even the ornament of the meek, meek and quiet spirit is ornament, the decoration. Your spirit is so well decorated like a meek. So meek, uh, uh, some translations say gentle and quiet. What's, what's gentle? Meek is you don't create problems where there are no there are problems don't exist. Some people everywhere they go, there'll be tension. Hey, they're crying with this one. Hey, the, 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 the rice, they, boiled, they didn't boil it right, and they didn't give me enough. And every time you show up, even on the plane, you are fighting people. <laughs> Sister, build your inner man. There's beauty in you. There's beauty. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the beauty product, which is Christ. The beauty pro product of the fashionable woman. Hallelujah. The beauty product of the fashionable, the genuine, the real beauty product of the fashionable. I'm talking about you. It is inside you if you are born again. If you are a believer, it is inside you. You are beautiful on the inside. You are just so fine on the inside. Let it come out. The Bible says it's the hidden man. The beauty, inner beauty of the hidden man. Sister, it's inside here. It's inside. It doesn't matter who raised you. It doesn't matter what you have been through in life. Once you have Christ, it is inside you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can be one of the best ever wives that have surfaced in your family line. 
Because of Christ. It doesn't matter who raised you. The word of God is packaging something new into your life. I see that happening for you. I see that happening for you. I need to run up now. Woo! But let it be the hidden man of the heart. In that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a... So meek means... You are, it's so gentle. You, you, you have a gentle touch for everything. Where there's even tension, you, you bring some calmness. Whilst a quiet spirit... So meek is gentle... And quiet spirit is, you do not create problems where there, there, there are no problems. So a meek and quiet is the opposite of a contentious woman. Proverbs talks a lot about contentious woman. He said you are better off hiding in the roof, not even the loft, hiding in the wooden parts of the roof than sharing the same house with a contentious woman. Contentious woman. Every time they open the mind, there's problem. Problem. Pro- every time they only see problem. But it says this godly woman, godly women, they are inner man. That godly inner beauty, all right? That inner beauty, that inner beauty that God has packaged in you, if you let it come out, it's Bible calls it the hidden man of the heart. Let it be of the hidden man of the heart. It's there. It's there in you. It's hidden. We have to extract it. We have to work it out, 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 work it out. So, if the ornament of meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Did you see that? It's in the sight of God of great. This is what unbelievers can understand. But a believer, you want to live for God? Bible said this kind of submissive life to your husband, not everybody. Your, he said which is based on the hidden man of the heart, which manifests in a quiet and uh, uh, a meek and a, 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 and a quiet spirit. He said, it is of great price. This, can you he said, in the sight of God, this is of great price. Very valuable in the sight of God. Very valuable. Maybe I'm beginning to point people to why some prayers haven't been answered. Because... Some things are missing. For after this manner in the old times, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being, watch this, they adorned, they decorated themselves. How did they do it? Being in subjection, subjection unto their own husbands. And they decorated themselves and God sees themselves. Mm, that's why God liked Sarah. God preferred Sarah not because she was just externally beautiful, but she was beautiful. She was a fine girl. That's why Abraham had to, have to, have to lie and say she's my sister. And Sarah, no problem. She said, my Lord, no problem, I'll do it. See, in our modern day, we think that's stupidness. How you, you allow the man to use you? He, she knew the man he was married to, and he wasn't a, a, he wasn't a user. At that time, he was in a, a particular situation, and he went outside of the purpose of God, the will of God. What he did was, shouldn't have been done. But he had this woman. I mean, because she was me, God defended her. God came. God warned Abimelech, don't touch this woman. Don't, God will defend you when you do it his way. It was God who defended Sarah, and God loved Sarah. You are so... Good. You, you have such a, a beautiful, meek and quiet spirit. It's, great, it's a great price before me. He says that for after this manner, this manner in the old times, the holy women, holy women, holy women, holy women in the church, holy women in the modern day church, holy women in the modern day church, not just the large, large tongues, which is important, but as well, the inner beauty, the inner beauty, the holy women. The holy women, they trusted in God, adorned themselves, being subjection to their own husband, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Can you imagine? Excuse me. See, this is what they used to attack the, the Bible. That how can I be calling a man Lord? What, what kind of teaching is this? How can I be calling? Bible said this is of great price before God. So they called, Sarah called her husband Lord. To the extent that God said, this woman has to give her a child. So, Genesis chapter 18, verse 12. When the angels came and said that your, your 
your uh, uh, Sarah. Abraham says, Sarah, cook something. These are strangers who have come. They look honorable. Cook something. I'm also going to cut the lamb and we execute, uh, we slaughter the lamb. <laughs> we slaughter the lamb and then we used to prepare something. So I'm going for the lamb. You used to get a fly and cook something. Sarah, quickly. See, that's a good woman. She prepared it. She prepared it. And then they came and they put everything together. And then here you are. Serve the man. And then when they finish eating, it says that your wife, they said in the tent, where is Sarah? So Sarah is in the tent. And they said, in the time of life, she's going to have a child. And Abraham laughed. <laughs> but Sarah also laughed. Abraham's laughter was not laughter of doubt. He doubted. He laughed. Well, whoa, whoa. Come on. This is good. He laughed. But Sarah, when in verse 11, Genesis chapter 18, Sarah, Bible says Sarah laughed. And the Lord said, why did Sarah laugh? Sarah said, no, I didn't laugh. He said, you laughed. Her laughter was a laughter of doubt. But because she called, he said, look, let, let, I think I should read this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look, he says that, therefore, Sarah, verse 12, uh, okay, verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well-stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. That means she has stopped ovulating, so it's too late. Therefore, Sarah loved within herself, saying, After I'm waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, did you see? My Lord being old also. Abraham is old. She called him my Lord. And God said, This girl. And she does. And uh, 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 um, the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I have, uh, shall I of a surety bear a child uh, which I'm old? Is, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? At that, at that appointed, uh, 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 the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Sarah denied, saying, I laughed, I, I la I, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the men arose. They didn't hold it against her, because she called Abraham my Lord. God loved Sarah. Sarah is such a beautiful woman on the inside. Such a beautiful, so even in her doubt, because she said, my Lord, whatever my Lord says, fine. Whatever Abraham, my Lord. Now, it doesn't mean we should be calling our husband's Lord. My wife doesn't call me Lord. It's not necessarily, because that's not our technology in these modern times. But it's, it's, it's a disposition of the heart of submission. That this is my Lord. This is my leader in this house. Yeah, we can make decisions. I don't say that I'm the, I'm, I'm the leader. So this might no, 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 we don't do that. We don't do that. We do that. We'll get to the husbands in a bit. We don't do that. But there is the wise place to know that, okay, we, all right, whatever you say, that's fine. I'm thinking this, but if this is what you say, and the husband says, what do you think? Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. I'm fine with whatever you say. My Lord, you, I trust your decision. I want to follow your decision. I want us to, that's, 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 that's the, the, the submissive wife. Now it has become very rare. Submissive wives, even in the church. Because we are looking for romantic men uh, and glamour models. <laughs> so we focus all our energies on the outward adornment and we miss the inner beauty of the heart. The hidden man. But today, I believe that there's this beauty product in Christ. The beauty product of the fashionable woman, the beauty product. Christ is a beauty product. If you can leave the Christ inside you, it will be okay. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.